Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C., and today my returning guest is Sarah Wood. She's the social media director for Vote Vets. She's a writer, and she's just super cool. So before we get into our conversation, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startme up check out all the tiers i do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads you can hear the free shows on tuesdays and thursdays and they're followed up by what's up a show just for patrons where i talk about anything that comes to mind it's a little more personal kind of like my online diary visit patreon.com slash start me up and don't forget you can find start me up on itunes stitcher and wherever podcasts are found now please enjoy my conversation with sarah wood welcome back to the show sarah Hey, thanks for having me. This is take two. We tried. We really did. We had a really fucking great show on uh, Tuesday. And so we're going to try to recreate some of it. But then, of course, there's new news. So we're going to go over the new news. Um, Yeah, that really sucked because I just it was a good conversation. And, you know, whenever you get those like good organic conversations, of course, that's the one I have to uh, (laughs) I have to to lose. And this is really the first time it ever happened. Something glitched out with my computer and I just figured it out. So anyway, let's just... uh, Let's just jump into this. First of all, the the thing that's every, on everyone's mind is Ukraine and yeah. what's going on. Um, so Tom Watson the other day had tweeted, did any general, TV general, predict a stalled Russian invasion three weeks ago? We were sold brilliant, brilliant military planning, a cunning dictator, overwhelming forces, and a mind-boggling technology advantage. How did they get it so wildly wrong? This is well worth asking in my opinion. So we've seen all the news come down that, you know, whether it's Russian troops who feel that they were bamboozled into this war, they weren't uh, told the truth about why they were going over to Ukraine. Uh, You've got the low morale with troops. And then you've also got the fact that the Russian military is really not very good at upkeep and maintenance. And whenever they've wanted to you know, do an upgrade or fix any problem, they've needed people from the West to come over and help them. And so this, you know, lends itself to the Tom Watson tweet because, yeah, we were all under the impression that the Russian military was like super duper like the Russians in Rocky. And it kind of doesn't. (laughs) 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 It doesn't look that way. What do you like? Do you have any kind of um, gut feeling about this as far as. I mean, I, I, I know it's tough to make predictions and I, you know, and I'm not going to hold you <laughs> responsible either way, but I mean, do you, cause like I have a gut feeling, but do you have a gut feeling on where this goes? I think, okay. So my gut feeling is they were, t- well, first of all, the Russians clearly weren't prepared. Yeah. Like you see like these tanks rolling through the mud, they're getting stuck in the mud. Like yeah. they would have been, if they really wanted to invade in a proper way, they would have done it while the ground was still frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they are so ill prepared and like the troops are ill prepared and they're they have like old equipment that's not functioning properly and they don't know how to maintain it and they don't know how to replenish their troops and replenish their gear i see this going in a way that putin will get this is just my this is purely my guess me as my own individual self (laughs) um that he's gonna get frustrated and may do something to draw us in mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. either that but he's so clum- like everything's been so clumsy yeah like all, everything about it that um if we get them the aid they need 
you know, like, you know, like anti-aircraft right. guns and um, all the all all the aid they need to actually fight the Russians properly to push them back. Then I see, then I see them getting pushed back. But I don't think Putin's going to stand for that. Mm-hmm. I think he'll want to be the dictator he is, and and then he he might do something mm-hmm. outrageous. So. That's just my guess. I yeah. don't. I don't know. I hope he doesn't do that, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, we all hope he doesn't do that. And of course, <laughs> yeah. yes, it's on the table because anything is on the table. I mean, I my gut is telling me, and I guess it's not even necessarily my gut. It's just looking at what's going on, and it's as you were pointing out, and I was pointing out that this is this is clumsy. It's not. It's not going as he expected, and I think he was also not counting on the you know all the West banding together and going against him. NATO getting stronger. So he's running out of money. And, you know, I mean, I I don't know exactly what the Russian people know. I know I've heard that the older population is kind of like our older population and that they get their news from, uh, you know, Russian state television. And a lot of older people in this country, you know, the right wingers get their Fox, get their Fox, get their news from Fox. And mm-hmm. they're not being told the truth. But younger people are more familiar. In fact, I have a friend who I went to school with in Russia. And my dad was an ABC News cameraman in, you know, in, in the early 80s. So I lived there for 80, 81 school year. And this girl that I went uh, to school with is right now talking to some people who live in Russia. And she was basically just saying... Uh, she had a couple of interesting things to say. I don't know that I'm at liberty to to talk about them too much, but what I will say is there is a younger crowd that understands how to bypass some of the blocks that Putin has created, not necessarily getting back on Twitter, but finding out the news. And so, yeah, I mean, you've also got these these parents, right, who when a Ukrainian child calls their parents in Russia and says Russia is bombing us, the parents are like, oh, no, 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 no. This is Ukraine bombing itself and blaming Russia. Like that sounds oh. so fucking stupid, but um, yeah. <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think what's happening here is we're going to see. You know, the ruble is worth less than a penny, and all the other things we've mentioned. The sanctions are going to hurt. The, I think there's it's it's a tough thing, but I I think there's a very good chance that, and I don't know where this would lead to Putin pulling out or Putin being overturned or whatever, but because the country is going to be so uncomfortable, I've seen photographs, you know, for whatever it's worth, I've seen photographs online of empty empty shelves in Russian grocery stores. You can only um, push people so far until they rise up and fight back. So I think, you know, there might be a case of, of oligarchs saying, look, this is just too far and you know, maybe maybe an e- somebody not as extreme as Putin. I don't know. Like they they come together and and, and over overthrow him. I, I think though that this can't go on for too long because of the money, unless he gets some surprise backing by China or something like that. I don't I don't see this lasting for years and years and years. But in the meantime, what's happening is egregious and awful. It's just it's heartbreaking to watch what's happening over there. I mean, I don't know if you saw this last night, but there was a news story and it was verified on MSNBC that that uh, theater that everybody had been congregating in, you know, all, all the people had been sheltering. They bombed that. But before they bombed it, you could see from an aerial shot, I'm, I imagine it was the Russians who spelled out the word children in Russian so that mm. fighter jets could see 
and and nowhere to bomb. Oh my god. Yeah, it's fucking awful. And then on top of it, I last night I think it was Cal Poly was saying there's like 117 hospitals were bombed. And so, I mean, I, you know, he what he's doing, what Putin is doing is so evil and he's he's making uh, all the war crimes. He's making sure that you can't even live there anymore when they're done with it. But what I would assume is going to happen when this is finished is they the entire world is going to come to their aid. And I hope that we can help them rebuild and make an even better Ukraine. I'm, I'm hoping that that's what we find. But, you know, it's like you said, you, who knows? Yeah, we don't know. Um, I do think the world would come to the aid of Ukraine. I just... I'm, I was very happy yesterday when President Biden called that called yeah. Putin a war. He came out and said he's a war. Yeah. The Putin's a war criminal. Um, that was that was actually a very important indication because mm-hmm. um, that leaves what well, leaves the rest of us to be able to call him a war criminal yeah. with validation, and, um, and and it's a bit of a game changer. And then I am also worried about um, China getting involved because yeah. if they if they did did decide that they wanted to to back Russia right. in this effort. Um, that's why it really, like I, I mentioned this when we recorded before that it really angers me when people, um, like the Tulsi Gabbards of the world and, and a lot of right wing talking points say that, oh, well, Russia just felt boxed in by NATO and they don't want to. And I'm just like, well, that's, that's the point is to stop, (laughs) to stop this encroachment. That's the exact point Yeah, is that we have, where we have a unified front to, to stop a brutal dictator like Vladimir Putin. So oh, I'd fucking tell you. Yeah. When I hear these idiots like Tulsi Gabbard say this that kind of stuff, it's just like who's like whose side are you on? Yeah. Like well, <laughs> yeah. she's showing all her cards. It's like, well we clearly know who you're you're rooting for. You're rooting for Putin. Yeah. And I mean uh Hillary Clinton said I don't know if she said it during the debates, but she specifically said that they were grooming her Tulsi and Tulsi got so mad but guess what look at what she's doing she's always on Fox News you know Marianne Williamson has been on Fox News more than once complaining about the Democratic Party now look I, I, I'm not the kind of person that would support somebody like Marianne Williamson for president I have disagreed with some of the things she said in the past but I've also agreed with a lot of things that she said I still don't think she should be the president of the United States um, yeah. but the thing is is when you go on Fox News, it's like going on fucking Russian state television. And, and complaining about Democrats is basically helping Vladimir Putin in the far right. And, and the fact that any of these people, whether it's Tulsi or, you know, these people who identify as progressive, when they go on fascist television to complain about the Democratic Party and, you know, hey, look. I am not going to say the Democratic Party is perfect. Of course, there's things they should be criticized for. They are our leaders, and we elect them. And the whole point of a democracy is to hold your electeds uh, accountable. You know, I've done it before, and it doesn't always feel good. But the whole point is they need to feel the pressure. They need, like, the, the, and of course, we don't do this often enough just as people. But, you know, when, when when we tell our elected officials, hey, we don't like what you're doing, then they are like, okay, well, if I want to get reelected again in a fair election, um, then I have to please my constituents. And yeah. that's the whole fucking point of it. And sometimes the constituents want things that aren't necessarily in their own best interests. Like we think this is going to be good and maybe that candidate or, or that incumbent is like, well, we can't get it done exactly the way you want it. But, yeah, I mean, they, they need to feel the heat is the whole point. 
And so, but you know, you have somebody who's supposed to be, that she's running for the president of the United States as a Democrat. And then she goes on fucking fascist television to complain about the Democrats because she didn't like the fact that they weren't interested in her. <laughs> you no, know? well, she's an agent of chaos too. Like think about when, who she endorsed back in 2016. She endorsed Bernie Sanders. I mean, that's fine. It's all well and good. You can think like, oh, well, maybe she liked Bernie Sanders politics and she backed him. But then you, then you think about the long game of it and how it really split the Democratic Party to, to for all the people that wanted Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I, then, I did. I did. I was one of them. There was a political story, too, that, that there was a Russian agent that was arrested or something like that recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And the only candidate that they gave to was Tulsi Gabbard. Right, right. Well, and, you know, I mean, I endorsed Bernie Sanders, but that was before before I completely understood, A, what was going on, and, you know, before the Russians had really started their shit, because I would have liked to seen Bernie talk about that a little bit more, talk about the fact that he was being used by Russia. Instead, it seemed like he just, he, he kind of acknowledged it, but he didn't say much about it. And, you know, and eventually... The way it happened for me when when I was a Bernie supporter, you know, when when Hillary won, I became even more familiar with her record and was even more. I mean, I was going to vote enthusiastically for either one of them. I had preferred Bernie because I just I'm a more progressive person. I realize Mm -hmm. now that, um, you know, the the stuff that he wanted to accomplish, you know, this is I've said this before, but I mean, I think Elizabeth Warren would do a better job of accomplishing the same goals. They have basically the same goals, but she's got a record. I mean, she her record is she gets shit done. And, you know, I would trust her to push those that basically that same agenda more like I would trust that she could do it um but you know yeah with with Marianne Williamson I just I really feel like look if you put yourself out there and you are rejected for whatever reason um going over to the other side and complaining is the worst fucking thing you can do if you you know it's like a comedian if you tell a joke and no one laughs you can't get mad at them (laughs) you have to change your fucking joke so well, that's uh, just it. And she's just helping. She's just helping Republicans. It's like so. At the like, what's her end game? I don't know if this is. I this is. This might be just hearsay that she was a Republican or ran as a Democrat to win in Hawaii, but um, she's definitely a Republican now. She <laughs> so, is. Yeah. Yeah. Tulsi. Yeah. 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 yeah Tulsi. Oh yeah, Tulsi. Right. Right. Um, Jeez, it's just. Well, I mean, I I don't think we're ever gonna getting back to Ukraine. I just I feel like. God, you know, I'm hoping that this is so awful and to recognize what they're doing and to see these, you know, the drone footage of all these homes being destroyed. It's like I heard that they go, they they bomb the residential areas to rubble and then they come back and bomb the rubble. So it's just so messed up. Yeah. Like they just, they wanted, (laughs) they're trying to make the place like uninhabitable. Exactly. And they've displaced millions of people. They've killed. Uh, who knows how many people they've killed? I don't think we have an official count. No, I don't think it's, so. It's 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 awful. Every it's just so awful. And that's why when like Zelensky's like, I I need aid. Like mm-hmm. let's, let's get him that aid. And Republicans need uh, Republicans, especially in the Senate. There were thirty one Republicans who voted against aid to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. It was like thirteen point six billion dollars that they voted against, and. But then yesterday after Zelensky spoke, they went on their Twitter and they were like, we must support and stand yeah. with Ukraine and send them the aid that they need. 
Yeah, Marsha Blackburn did that when she was one yeah. of the ones who voted against yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a bunch of them, and I, yeah. went, I, I, I personally took took it upon myself to call. <laughs> them out individually but <laughs> I, you can hope it makes a difference but it's just like the hypocrisy like, I know I, I know never know what so side much. Republic Republicans are on the Republican side yeah they're they're for what sounds good in the moment that day yeah for whatever reason yeah it's just it's just unbelievable to watch their behavior it's always unbelievable because it seems like they keep outdoing their own fascism their own hypocrisy their own cruelty they just keep getting more and more entrenched in this like kind of fascist behavior and i'm hoping that that means something positive for november uh it's hard to say because you know i mean no matter what i I can't go by polls i'm sure some of those polls are accurate but the polls have been wrong before and it's not just the polls it's the whole kind of uh direction that we're in that we're going in where we've been what how can we predict what's going to happen but it seems to me i mean let's just talk about some of the benefits uh i guess you could call them benefits maybe of the of the cruelty and the hypocrisy so we've got like republicans are putting bounties on the heads of people who are choosing to have abortion in texas mm-hmm. they they yeah. are lying <laughs> you know they they've been pretty quiet about crt you know they were they were really loud about it right before the election, and then uh, they shut up. Uh, the, they'll be loud again and again when they feel it. Exactly. Them. Yeah, I mean it's still kind of got a low hum. You, you, they're still talking about it, but it was like what what month was that? It was like last last November. So for that last November election, that's all you fucking heard about was CRT, which is critical race theory, which is not taught in schools. But then if you listen to Republicans, like all the first graders are learning about CRT, which is not true. And just um, learning, God forbid they learn American history. <laughs> like the true, the truth about American history. The true history, American history yeah. and not just a whitewashed version. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've got that. We've got the banning of books, burning of books even. Um, what is it? Uh, let's see. I don't, God, there's so many other things that are just so egregious and awful. Oh, well, how long until we wait like for the caravan to cross the border again? When, 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 does, that, when does that start? When does the caravan? I always, I always picture like a Dodge caravan like making a run for the border. <laughs> but I mean, do you th- like? Do you think that the the egregious behavior, the fascist behavior of the Republican Party is going to come back to bite them in the ass this November? I mean, it never really does. I could hope. I could hope. Like, there's that Missouri bill with the ectopic pregnancies, and right. it's just like they, they don't. They hate women. They mm-hmm. hate. They hate every. They hate everybody but like old rich white men <laughs> that say they're Christian. Right. But aren't. Right. They just say it because they don't. They don't act it. They just say it like Marco Rubio and his weaponizing of, oh, of you know Bible, Bible verses. verses. Oh, that gets on my last nerve. Like my dad's a preacher, so it's like. You just go cherry pick out which verses suit your mood that day. Yeah. I'm like, no, you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking, I hate, you know, I'm so pleased, please, Val Demings. I hope she can win in Florida. I do think, I I do think this time, because you're right, uh, oftentimes their craziness doesn't hurt them, but maybe in this particular situation because we've you know this whole talk of midterms has been eclipsed by the ukrainian invasion and i don't know if anybody's going to put anything together but we've got coming up the one six committee public hearings 
So I don't know exactly what we're going to see, but according to Jamie Raskin, you know, we're going to see some shit. And I don't know if like you add all of that, everything on top of each other. I think there's an, a, a decent chance that people are like, oh, my God, because it's because now we've got this heaviness of Ukraine and it's it's really weighing on all of us. And I think that maybe there might be some independent. I'm not talking about the MAGAs, but like independence, um, sane Republicans saying, oh, my God, we've just got to get over this hump and we've got to help out the Democrats by either not voting or voting for the Democrats. So I don't know. I mean, I can't make a prediction, but I'm hoping that that's kind of the way it goes, because we did see that happen in 2018. And we kind yeah. of saw that happen in 2020. I mean, there were the independents and the Republicans who were against Trump just basically voted for Biden and then down ticket. They voted for people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's such a she is such a piece of work. I can't even. I can't, but, but to to the point of January 6th and, and Ukraine, they're not entirely indifferent. They're both attacks on democracy. True. Yes. So I, I do hope we see something come out of the January 6th stuff because, I mean, those people, I mean, it was an attack on our nation. Yeah. It was like they what they their republicans are trying to so underplay that yeah and make it be like oh well, you know it was just a protest no it no it wasn't no like no way the, they were there they went in armed their police officers died were injured mm-hmm. and some committed mm-hmm. suicide later because they like from from the trauma of what happened yeah it, it's it was so awful like we could have we could have lost speaker pelosi we could have lost yeah. like any number of even pence yeah like we don't know like right. any number i was so concerned for like the you know, like the people on the squad, like AOC yeah, and all, like and Rashida, like Rashida Tlaib and all of like those people that are so talked up on um, Fox News to be evil. Yeah. That, so I was very concerned. So yeah, I mean, but, as much as I don't like yeah. Mike Pence, I don't want to see him murdered by a bunch no. of magas. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree with him politically. I don't agree with Ted Cruz politically. I don't agree <laughs> with a lot of people politically, and I'll argue with them and debate them and yeah. and and combat their policy agendas. But I don't want to see them harmed. No, that yeah, like, I mean, no. Let's be adult about this. <laughs> what? What? You want somebody to be responsible and mature and adult? <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Uh, I do want to switch the subject, but first okay. we're going to take a little break and we will be back after this message. Hey there, it's Kimberly. If you'd like to support the Start Me Up podcast, just visit patreon.com slash start me up. You'll see all the different tiers. You can make your choice and you will have my undying gratitude. Thank you so much. Okay, so what I want to switch it to is kind of what I was talking about. Like, we've got this fucking don't say gay bill in Florida. So, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this specifically because you are a gay woman. And I just kind of want to talk this through because this bill is impactful in so many ways. And so I just want to know, like, first of all, how how old were you when you knew you were gay? When I knew I was gay or when I came out. When, um, when, you, knew where, when you knew where you when were gay. I or knew I had what, crushes on girls since I was elementary school. But I didn't really. Right. You know, when you're that little, you don't quite, you know, understand your feelings. Like you're, all your yeah. friends have little crushes on right. boys and, 
and you're like, so then I would just choose a boy in a classroom and be like, yeah, he's, he's the one I have a crush on. It's usually like the geekiest one, you know, like I didn't care. I was like, yeah, him, he's hot. Um, that's my cup of tea. But, <laughs> but meanwhile, I'd have like sleepovers with my, my best little girlfriends and I'd be like, like so in love with them. Um, yeah. It was, it's, it's, uh, well, let me yeah, ask every, you this. Every I, gay woman probably knows exactly yes. how I felt about <laughs> <laughs> But when you say so in love, I mean, obviously, when you were that young, you were not thinking about sex. So no, we, so, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, I mean, like, for instance, I was so in love. When I was nine years old, I, <laughs> I was so in love with Sean Cassidy. And what's so funny is he <laughs> follows me on Twitter and he engages with me. And I like, cannot get over that. Oh, my God. Anyway, so... You know, I had this. I have a, a similar experience with like Alyssa Milano. You know, like watching, growing up, watching her on Who's right. the Boss, and now we've like interacted as as human beings. Yeah. So it's yeah. Yeah, and it's like I mean, I had him on my wall, and he was just it. He he was so fucking funny. I just wait. I just have to say because I want to get back to this. But there, you know, I looked up this Sean Cassidy. Was looked him up on YouTube one time, and I found he was I think it was at the Emmys or it was some kind of an award show back in the 70s and oh my god it was so funny because he was I think he was performing um the rock and roll song I can't remember the name of it but it it was my one of my favorite Sean Cassidy songs so he was wearing his typical very tight white pants and his butt looked like a fist it's like so small and tight and so he's (laughs) he's singing this (laughs) some butt and fist and I'm sorry I'm so sorry. It's okay. But he's dancing and he's singing and everything. Um, and then so it turns into the, oh, what do you call it? Just when the music, he's not singing. The instrumental. So it's the instrumental part of the song. And he turns around and his back is facing the audience. And he just starts like clapping and shaking his butt from side to side. Oh, my God. It was so fucking funny. It was so funny. It was so <laughs> sexual. But it was also Sean Cassidy. You know, and it yeah. was like he was just, he, and, you know, he had those slim man hips because he was a young guy and his feathered hair. and everything. Oh, anyway. So, of course, I was in love with him. But, you know, I, I think back to that and I and it's like, how was I in love? Like, what was it that I was excited about him? I think I just thought he was really, really cute and mm-hmm. very charismatic yeah. because when you're that young, the kind of crush that you have is completely different than when you're an adult. But it's a it's like a legit thing, you know, like crushes are legit when you're a kid, but they're just different. And so when you felt like you were in, in love with the girlfriends, was it that was it was like they were charismatic and you wanted to be around them and you thought you liked the way they looked? Is, are those the things that you were looking at? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to even describe. Like, and if we played like house, I would always end up being the dad, <laughs> which, which is it's just funny. But I've done like, the, I did the right, same. Let's go to bed. But it wasn't sexual at all. Like right. that. It was just like innocent little kids playing. Yeah, yeah. I was the dad too. that's so funny okay so now when you were a teenager did you did you know like were you crushing on girls because obviously when you're a teenager now your crushes change and I I am working up to a point here but um so when you were a teenager what was the difference in the way that you viewed you know not just members of your own sex but all the kids and like crushes how 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 was it different well, as a teenager, I definitely like it was. It was a similar situation where, like, like because I was, it was the '90s, and being gay wasn't exactly okay. Mm-hmm. So I would just, you know, I, I had 
well, I didn't have that many friends. It's like a sad thing to say. Oh. But, <laughs> but the but ones the you ones had were had, good. Yeah. The ones I know, the ones I had were amazing. And, right. were, and we were all, we were like a tight little group. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would say like, and then I would have um, crushes, like actual crushes on, on, a, on a couple of them. But then like, I would still like, Date a, date a boy like right. a, a guy in my math class turned around and was like do you want to go to prom with me like I was he was a he was a junior I was a sophomore and I was like sure yeah that's fine and then we like quote unquote dated for right. a couple months and then I and then I moved away and that was a really convenient way to break up <laughs> <laughs> well and that's so the opposite of mine in senior year I looked like I was a 26 year old woman and the, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time in my high school. I usually, I, I would go to high school, I would go to school, but then like for lunch, I would leave campus. Most of the times I lived in a beach community. So my girlfriends and I would drive down to the beach and have lunch. So we didn't hang out with people at school and I didn't, you know, I didn't really identify with most people in my, I was, I was already kind of like out of the school shit. You know, I wasn't school minded at that point. I was like, ready to graduate and and so really there were no boys in school that liked me and there was this one guy his name was Kelly and he wasn't very bright and he was okay looking and he was complaining that he didn't have a date and I'm like oh I don't have a date either we can go together and he's like oh no I think I got a date and it was like seriously seriously he he just didn't want to go with me and I had to fucking make this guy from my old school I called him up because I, my, my mom went out of town and I had a party and, you know, there was alcohol involved and he got drunk and he threw up all over my house, all over. And so I, I had to make him clean it up and he cleaned it up really well to the point where my mom knew something happened when she came home because it smelled so clean. <laughs> She's like, something went on here. <laughs> it's yeah, too clean. <laughs> so, but uh, I, I had to tell him that if he didn't take me, I was going to tell his mom that he barfed all over my house, which I think he would have taken me anyway. But anyway, so that's funny that, you know, here you are a gay girl and you just easy for you to get invited. And I had to like bribe the guy to take me. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So how would it be for you? Let's say you know, you're 15, 16 years old, you have a basic understanding that you're attracted to girls. Maybe you don't fully understand what's going on, but you have a clue. And then this, you're going to school in Florida and this bill passes. And now you're not allowed to say the word gay. The whole, it's not just gay, it's trans, it's bi, it's pan, it's anything having to do with anything other than a cis heterosexual human. Um, what do you think that does to your psyche? Well, it makes me, are we talking about like, if this happened to me in the nineties or if this happened to me now, let's do both at that age, Let, let's if it was do in both. the nineties, like being gay was already a bit, it was taboo. Like Ellen DeGeneres did her whole, I'm gay thing. Like mm-hmm. when I was a junior in high school, okay. so I was about 16 years old. And so it, if they had done that, it would have just like kind of come like, put it in concrete that it was really mm-hmm. bad to be gay and I probably wouldn't want to come out. I right. probably, I mean, I already dealt with it enough at home cause I have, I come from a pretty conservative Christian background. My dad's a minister. So mm-hmm. being gay was always thought was never okay. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, just to put it like a little asterisk on that, they are very okay with me now. So oh, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want anyone out there to think like, Oh, she's right. like, my parents are, they've, they've, they've grown into it more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't have a choice. Right. If they want to love me. They can love me for who I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I would have felt definitely 
um, I wouldn't, I would probably would have never come out. Um, if it happened now, I mean, I don't know. I know how I would feel in college or Mm -hmm. in my twenties. Um, if there were kids that were, if there were like gay clubs in the schools or other kids that you knew were gay and you could kind of, you know, or were your allies and could Mm -hmm. rise up against it. Mm -hmm. I think then, then that it would be a different story. Like a lot of kids these days have a lot of, um, friends and allies that stand up with them which is really great so, which so, wasn't a, which wasn't around in the 90s right so so maybe this will actually you know serve as what i was talking about earlier this egregious behavior by the republicans um maybe young people i mean clearly it's not only going to affect young people but like my concern obviously is for you know gay teenagers maybe some of these gay teenagers are just like you even though it's 2022 Maybe they've got, you know, conservative families, families who don't necessarily believe that it's okay to be gay. And then they hear this news and it makes them exactly the way you explained, like not wanting to come out. But then on the other hand, if there are kids out there, because now since it is more accepted, you know, you've got younger people proud of who they are and they've been proud of who they are. And now they're being told they can't even admit the truth about who they are and maybe that's going to bring out like a, a rebellious kind of attitude do you think which one do you think is going to kind of take oh, hold I, I definitely see the rebellious coming absolutely I, it's already happening down there with the kids and they're um, fighting back against it and no I definitely think it's going to it's it's going to weirdly help the cause more than hurt the cause yeah um, because when I was like, I, I came out, I was like 20, like, I don't know. I was just like something switched to me. And all of a sudden right. I became like this like activist and <laughs> I just wanted, I was like, I went from being a wallflower to being, you know, just no nonsense, no bullshit, or just like tell yeah. you like it is kind of person. Yeah. And I think that and when you tell someone that they, you like, you literally say, don't say gay. Right. Like, like who, like who the fuck are you to tell me who I am? Of course I'm gay. What are you not going to say? Like, if, like that's just ridiculous. Well, you know what? They should come up with another word for it then and be like, yeah. well, now it's this. You're going to write a law about this now? Right. Cause it's right. just, it, that's how ridiculous it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who, who are you going to tell? Like you're, you're going to write a law to say that people can't be who they are. Yeah. You can't love who you love regardless of gender yeah. or gender identity. Like, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's so stupid. Can you just call yourself a homosexual now? Is that okay? <laughs> it's like, I'm a are you, are, homosexual. Are you allowed to be a homosexual? <laughs> just don't say gay. Is that what it's really about? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Um, okay, you know, I want to briefly talk about something that's in the news right now. And I don't know if you saw, it was a monologue by Trevor Noah and it was a really good monologue. And it was about the whole Kardashian, Kim, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West situation. Are you familiar what's going on with them? The one and with Pete Davidson and all of that. Yes. Like the whole saga. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm not like completely familiarized with it, but I know the basic gist of what's going on and how abusive it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that like, let's just say, right. I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but I have never seen a Kardashian episode. I don't have any respect. I mean, I, I don't hate them. I don't like the message they send. I think it's a bullshit message. But, you know, hey, they get to do whatever they want. Um, they get to live the way they want. I don't follow them. I don't give a shit about them. I don't like Kanye West. I've never liked him. But ba- the, the, the real quick is that she was married to Conway, Kanye, and she broke up with him, and he's pissed. 
and then she starts dating Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. And I guess Kanye can't deal with this. And at first, you know, he was like, oh, I want you back, baby. Here's roses. This is blah, 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 blah. And then it's escalated. So now he's basically moved in next door to her. So she's, you know, imagine, let's just take Kardashian out of the picture. And you're just a woman. You're with a man who you don't want to be with anymore for whatever reason. It's nobody else's business. And then you split up and he's not taking no for an answer to the point where he fucking moves in next to you to harass you because now you're seeing this other guy and he's very jealous. Well, you know who comes to mind is OJ. You know, OJ's behavior was I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah OJ's it's very stalkerish. I'm, very, I'm actually very fearful for her. I hope she like yeah. takes protective measures. Like, because I mean, you could take like restraining orders, but mm-hmm. those are aren't worth the paper they're printed on half the time yeah so you have to like i I really hope that she's taking like security measures to um protect herself and um yeah protect pete yeah yeah because the thing is is it's like you know i I see a couple people on twitter i posted about it and someone said kardashians are what's wrong with this country and it's like that's not the fucking point let's let's move past the fact that they're kardashians and they are, you know, Kim Kardashian is a human being. She's a woman. And now she yeah. is dealing with a predator. And again, with O.J. Simpson, we didn't find out until after she was murdered that his behavior was so predatory and weird and controlling and abusive. We just, you know, I mean, I didn't know. Maybe some people knew, but I didn't know. Of course, you know, I was just obsessed with that whole trial. And, you know, we found out the kinds of things that he was doing behind the scenes and obsessively calling friends and talking about her. And so, you know, I mean, I think Pete Davidson made things worse because I think he sent Kanye a text and said, I'm in Kim's bed. And then mm-hmm. he said something like, you know, hey, man, I hear you're dealing with, you know, mental health issues. I'm dealing with them, too. So let's get together and talk. And as Trevor Noah pointed out, maybe starting it off that you're in Kim Kanye's or Kim Kanye, Kim Kardashian's bed wasn't the smartest way to handle this but still the fact that he is that stalker predatory behavior is the issue it's not the kardashian i don't give a shit what their last name is this is a problem that we see well, it's victim blaming it's no vic- matter who yeah, she is totally and it's yeah it's it's, it's a su- like she doesn't deserve that i don't care what she does i don't yeah. like i don't necessarily like i honestly don't have anything against her and like her family like yeah. they, they've done what they've done they've made a lot of money off of it honestly at the end of the day i'm like good for them right like, do i feel bad that they feel like they need to do so much plastic surgery to themselves and they don't <laughs> feel comfortable in their own skin and they right. have to change themselves that's a whole different topic yeah but like as far as them like parlaying her you know however she got famous like we all know how she mm-hmm. got famous but she she did it and she did put in the work and mm-hmm. she has built an empire and I don't have any ill will towards her in that regard. So when people say like, oh, Kardashians are what's wrong with this country. Oh, the Kardashian, like building a successful empire is what's wrong with this country. Or are you just <laughs> jealous? And I hate standing up for Kim Kardashian, <laughs> but it's like at the same time, I'm like, why do you care? Like yeah. she's living her life and now she's a victim of an abuser. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Kanye West is the fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, also Noah pointed out that, you know, yeah, they want attention. Okay. That's right. She want, and he said, these two things can exist at the same time. Kardashians can want attention and Kim Kardashian can want her ex-husband to leave her alone. Just because she wants attention doesn't mean she deserves to be stalked and harassed and abused. And I think so many times people confuse 
you know, they, they, they just, they look at it in such simple terms. Oh, she wants to be famous. That doesn't mean she wants to be stalked and abused by her ex-husband or anybody for that fucking matter. And, exactly. and I just don't understand why that's so difficult for too many people. There are too many people that, you know, take that. I mean, it's not just with her because I've heard it before. It's logic when a famous person is somehow, you know, in some kind of a situation where they're not comfortable with, oh, they, they asked for it. No, they didn't. Because you know what? Famous people don't owe you jack shit other than, the you know i mean i'm usually i i like to say their performance well she's not necessarily performing but you know she's got this brand and she she does her thing and there's all these people because it's like you know kim kardashian is famous because people follow her exactly people follow her and you know some of those people take the wrong i say message not necessarily from her but just in general like you know, the plastic surgery is awesome. And if you want to have plastic surgery, go have plastic surgery. But the idea is you constantly not feeling good about yourself and thinking you're going to find the answer in plastic surgery. This is a message they put out. They put out some harmful messaging. They put out messaging that I don't think is very healthy, basically, in a general sense. But again, it's fucking it's it's like a free country, mostly. And we've got capitalism going on and they're taking advantage of it. And so, you know, like you said, more power to them. Yeah, she had a leg up. She had a, she could build that empire because she was already sitting on a bit of an empire, you know. And she, she was, used the, she the, had her dad. Yeah, and, yeah. and so and I mean, yeah, she was she, like Paris Hilton's assistant, and there was the sex tape, and then there was all this stuff that pushed her out there into the world. Yeah, yeah, and now here she up, is. But and she like could have gone. Time, yeah. How many people we know have had a leg up and then fucking crashed on their faces? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I just I want to make it very clear. It's not that I'm all pro Kardashian messaging, but I am (laughs) (laughs) I am pro Kim Kardashian in this particular battle with Kanye because he is an abuser and a stalker and it's terrible and I hate it. And so um, I don't know. I just wanted to get that out there because it's really bothering me and I just I don't like the way uh, I don't like the way that uh, so many people are treating it. Okay, so let's move to another issue, which is, uh, and I really don't want to fucking deal with this, but what we're (laughs) we're seeing now, uh, messaging coming, or not messaging, but stories coming, I guess, from the UK, specifically in Europe, um, COVID, the the number two variant, I think it's called B2 or whatever, the stealth Omicron, I think they initially called it, is spreading in Europe, and it's like maybe 30% more transmissible than Omicron. And now, and so the numbers are going up in Europe, and I think in England specifically. And the, I, I don't remember the percentages, but there was definitely a higher percentage of hospitalization, a higher percentage of cases. And this is because a lot because of the second variant, and because they have relaxed mandates, which we've done over here. And I think, isn't it in April they're getting rid of the uh, masks on airplanes? April eighteenth, I think. Oh, yeah. God. And so that's the last I heard. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically there's we're just going to have to wait and see, you know, what's it, what's going to happen over here? Usually what happens over there first, it's like we watch them and then it starts to happen here. So here's what I want to know from you. OK, from my understanding, the Pfizer CEO is saying a fourth shot, which is the second booster, uh, is necessary. And I guess, you know, and, and, and I can just hear the naysayers going, well, of course the, the Pfizer CEO is telling us to get another shot. <laughs> it's just a money game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's also sending this, you know, their findings, what they've decided, which makes sense to me because the 
takes about four months for these uh, vaccines to, to wane. And he's going to send it out to independent studies, you know, people who are going to study it, and then they'll determine. And they've already approved it, though, for people who are older and are immunocompromised. So here's the deal. And this is what I want to know what you would do. I do know that there are some people that have, like, gone. And, in fact, I called my grocery store because I've gotten mine at my grocery store pharmacy. So I called my grocery store pharmacy. I'm like, hey, I just wanted to see what they'd say. I said, I want to get the second booster shot, and I am immunocompromised, which I'm not. And I said, if, if I come in, uh, but I don't have any proof that I'm immunocompromised, can I still come in and get my shot? And she said, yes, you just have to sign a waiver. And that's it. That's it. And so, you know, I called my dad because he is immunocompromised, and he's going to be 76 in July. And I'm like, hey, dad, you know, I think you can, you, you, you've been approved to go get boosted now. And he wasn't really aware. So that night, he and my stepmom went into CVS and they got boosted. And I mean, you know, he told the guy that he was immunocompromised, but he basically said the, the, the pharmacist who gave him the shot was a really cool guy. He's like, he just didn't care. I don't think any of them care. So would, if you wanted to get a shot right now, I think you could probably do it. Maybe not in every single pharmacy, but I think pretty much most of them are going to be like, sure, sit down, roll up your sleeve. So would you get a shot right now, or what, where are you on this whole thing, or you want to wait? I'm not against a booster, another booster, because I'm boosted already. Um, but I think I just want to, like, wait and see the science on it a little bit. Like, I'm not going to be one of those people that just, like, I, I am, like, a trust the science people. Like, if, if yeah. it's recommended for my age bracket, for yeah. where I am, like, where I'm living, that to get the booster, yeah. then I'll get the booster. Yeah. But I'm not just going to go and, and, and get the booster. Right. I don't, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I, I'm, I'm waiting right now. In fact, I'm going to have to go get a procedure uh, at some point in probably like in April or May. I'm going to have to get this stupid nasal polyp taken out. And I don't know if getting the booster is even going, you know, sometimes when you have a surgery. Hold on. Just in case, uh, I'm just going to let everybody know. You know, we're recording this on my cell phone. So, of course, I get a fucking spam risk call, right? And so I'm looking at it, and it says end. So I hit end, and then it just hangs up on you. <laughs> like, God damn it. So I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, it is recording now, and there's no issues. But just anyway, so getting back to the conversation about the fucking COVID shot. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, I think I've got this procedure that I've got to do, and I don't know. Sometimes when you have – I mean – it's, it's just taking out a, a polyp. So, I mean, to call it an operation seems very dramatic. But sometimes when you have to have these kinds of procedures, they say don't, you know, it can't be too close to getting a vaccine. So I'm going to have to, like, wait and see what's going on because by the time I have a telemed on April 11th because, they, you know, I called the girl today and she's like, well, I can't schedule you for surgery because the doctor has to see you. So I was like, fine. So we're going to have a telemed and I'm going to just be like, yank that fucker out. And, um, but at that time, I think, you know, hopefully we'll have some more idea about, you know, if it's okay for, like you said, our age group and has been approved by other, you know, outside independent studies to let us know. But the thing that's scaring me is that, you know, we are not finished. It's not over. It's not like COVID numbers are down. COVID numbers are down from January. But overall, 
case, you know, when you look at the cases in the country and everything, it's like it's still going on and people are still getting sick. In fact, a friend of mine who's an actress said she spoke to a casting director friend and that casting director said, we keep having to recast parts because people are getting COVID because there's no more protocol. And they're not talking about that in the news. Of course they're not. So, you know, I mean, that's what's worrying me. And, and, and as much as I don't want to rush to go get some vaccine, um, I'm also kind of, of like, I think of it this way. If it's been approved for older people, I don't think it's that, I, I'm not that worried about it. But on the other hand, I would like, like you said, I want to follow the science and I want to go with what the scientists su- are suggesting. And just fingers crossed. Because it's like, I just want this to be over. But it's like, if, if they're getting rid of these mandates, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope that this is just going to be, I don't know. You know what I hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, <laughs> That's what we all like, hope. You go around where I live and it's like, nobody's wearing masks. Yeah. Nobody, like, everybody's, like, treating, like, COVID's over. Yeah. And exactly. It's like not over. <laughs> it's not over. That, and then there's, there is that new variant coming and I'm just like, Oh my God. Like there's ha- part of me that's like, we got to keep going on living life, but I'm mm-hmm. like, we can only live life if we're alive. Yeah. So, and you know what? Wearing a mask, <laughs> two sides of that coin, the, the mandates that were in place were not like the mandates in March of 2020. It's not like we couldn't go into stores. It's not like all the businesses were closed. Everything was fucking open and y- you just had to wear a mask. You know, yeah. and it's like you talk about the distancing. Who was keeping up with the distancing? I mean, when I go to the grocery store, for the most part, people are mindful about that. So, you know, but are there people that get right in front of you? Are there people that absolutely ignore the social distancing? Of course. That was never enforced. But still, the idea that you have this mandate in place, it, we're still living our lives. People were still working. They were still going to the grocery store. They were still going to concerts and shit. I mean, they weren't always wearing their masks, but... Life was going on. Obviously, the economy is booming. And th- that we're taking it off right now, this is what pisses me off. His, uh, Biden's poll numbers went up because of it. And I can't stand, I can't stand Tom Nichols. But, and, and you know what? The guy is a smart guy. I'll give him that. He can be really smart on certain subjects. But just because he's smart on certain subjects doesn't mean he knows fucking everything. And he doesn't. And, you know, he's... he's yelling at Biden you have to you know remove these mandates because we're just so sick of it and we're over it and it's like okay well that's the selfish bullshit you know it's these, selfish it's yeah. so selfish and here he's he was a conservative and I mean he's a conservative man now he's supposedly helping out Democrats but whatever so conservatives were always the one about personal responsibility conservatives were always the one about you know the general responsibility message and now they're just like tough shit I'm sick of it it's over that is the most irresponsible way to behave. And that seemed to, that was the prevailing message. That's what won over. Even Joe Biden is like, yeah, you could take your masks off and go act like nothing's happening now because we're just going to pretend he didn't say that, but it's like, we're just going to pretend that everything's fine. Did you hear that? Like Barack Obama got COVID yes. and then, like the prime minister of Ireland who just like, he got rushed away. He was at breakfast this morning with the speaker. Wow. And he was like sitting next to Speaker Pelosi and he got like rushed away. Oh, no. And it's like, I'm like, oh, God. No. Are you going to tell me, Speaker? I, like, she better not have gotten exposed. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's where like masks are 
I don't understand what the big deal about people wearing masks. So like, like, oh, like, like you see Megan McCain, she's talking on, she's like, oh, it's like, it's tyranny. And it's like, we're, we're, her, we're harming our children. Here's the thing about the kids. The kids don't care if they're no, wearing a mask. Don't. They honestly don't. Like my nephew is five and he will put his mask on and he won't take it off. Like he has no, he, it's like a Spider-Man mask and he loves it and he doesn't care. Like, it's the adults that have the problem with it. It's these adults that are like, I don't want to wear that on my face anymore. It's like, well, too fucking bad. I know, I know. It's keeping you alive. It's keeping other people alive. Like, what? why do you care so much about wearing something on your face? Yeah. I mean, it so sucks. Weird. I hate it. I don't like wearing a mask. And you know what? Being a postmenopausal woman in the middle of summer in an oppressive yeah. fucking, you know, uh, with all the humidity and everything, it sucks. I don't like it, but I would prefer to stay alive. So I'll wear the fucking mask and I'll sweat a little bit and I'll, you know, I'll say fuck a couple times. <laughs> and I'll tell you, as a person who talks to herself a lot, I talk to myself a lot. Me too. I'm always there. I'm always there for me. I, <laughs> I can talk with my mask on and no one sees it. Oh and my if they, like, God. hear something, I'll be like, I'll like look around and be like, yeah, who said that? That is so funny. I totally do that. When I'm when I'm going to the grocery store, I have the cuz I talk to myself all the time too. I even talk to myself when Bob is home and he's busy and I just talk to myself out in the other room. Sometimes he's like he's like what? <laughs> Who are you talking to? I'm like just me. <laughs> just talking to myself but I always have talked to myself and it's so funny because when I've got the mask on at, at the grocery store that's exactly what I'm doing and I'm always so grateful I'm like I'm so grateful I can do this <laughs> and then the other benefit for those who have the issue of a mask is if you get a zit hey man it's like you just get to cover it up and you don't have to worry about it so <laughs> seriously like you don't have to worry about lipstick or cover yeah. up anything like everything's just like i'm like this is great now i gotta like worry about my face again what in fact i, I was makeup on i know i wore my i don't usually put makeup on and i mean i do if i'm going out like to somebody's house or something like that i mean i haven't really done much during covid but when I have had makeup on, ew, it's like I take my mask off and it comes, you know, it comes off on the mask. It just it's is so gross. Grody. Yeah. I don't like it. It's totally grody. <laughs> it's super gross. Yeah, that's why I get the disposable ones and I just, like, yes. I just toss them. Yeah, yeah, I have the disposables too. All right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm sorry that there was such a fucking problem last time. I was so d disappointed, but... I think we did a pretty good job of not recreating, but going over some of the same things and some new things. So I'm just grateful that, you know, you're available and that you could talk to me and you're gracious for doing it. So I really, really appreciate it. And of course, before I let you go, where can we find you, Sarah? You can find me on all the socials at Sarah Wood Writer, S-A-R-A-H-W-O-O-G, writer as in writing things down. And also at, over at Vote Vets, where I um, do the social media over there. So yes. follow, follow them. They're doing lots of good stuff, especially bringing attention to Ukraine right now. Yes, Vote Vets is awesome. And you know what's cool? My dad, who is not a social media person, has heard of Vote Vets because he is a vet. He asked me, though, because I told him about the story uh, the other day that we lost the show. And he asked me if you were a veteran. And you are a veteran, right? No, uh, no, I'm not okay. a veteran, but okay. I come from a military family. Like, my uh, brother's a okay. vet. Okay. Um, grandparents are vet. Father-in-law's a vet, like, surrounded by veterans. So, it's, gotcha. it's a... Well, I'm not a veteran. It's still... It's a very hit-home issue for me. Yeah, my dad's a Vietnam veteran, so me too. 
Um, all right, cool. And then, of course, you know, I'm author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. And then all my books are on Twitter. You know what to do. Read them. Give me good reviews. Also, you can review this podcast. Thank you, Sarah. And I know this show is not lost, and we will talk soon. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.